This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. Bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to The Wednesday Week. My name is Vic and I'm still fucking miserable. I am joined with Stevie, John and Ash. Good evening, fellas. Hello. Evening. Now, you wouldn't know the difference with me if we lost a playoff or if no, we won exactly. it. I'm, I, I'm, always, I'm always miserable. I'll get that in before anyone else. I'll get that in before anyone else. But yeah, good, e- good evening. So, who of us went to Sunderland, Ash? Was it just you? I believe uh, so. I, I believe so, out of uh, uh, us. Uh, out of us lots. guys, Simon went, didn't yeah. he? Um, so, how was it? Did you have a nice time? Um, fantastic, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, loved, loved it. Did they do pies? Was that you know? Um, <clears throat> I don't know because I didn't have one myself, but um, yeah, it was well, it was a bit of a bit of a strange one, really. Obviously, the, the travel up there was good, so I drove drove up there myself. Um, found a nice parking spot, a bit, bit busy as you'd expect with 45,000 uh, round. It's it was good to be in there, do you know, at that at that stage before the match, <laughs> um, around it. Got in there and uh, nearly had a coronary because uh, the steps leading up, if, you, if anyone's ever been to Sunderland, um, it's quite a few flights of stairs up to the um, top worse section. Than, worse than them others up there? Worse than the other side of the town or about the same? Uh, I've never been there, but I've heard it's uh, it, that's pretty pretty uh, yeah, pretty high up as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, but there is some nice um, inspirational quotes in the little... Uh, Breaks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, there was one where it's like, um, not as smooth as Des Line and, and, and things like that. Yeah, there's some weird ones, um, but yeah, got got there, got got the seat, um, amongst another 1999 Wednesday nights. Um, yeah, it was good, it was good. The atm- atmosphere that the creator is always on an away day was fantastic. Um, and then the uh, the whistle started. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it all went a bit mm, south from there, didn't it? 
So we set up we set up to defend that, didn't we? I think we can all agree that Darren Moore had no intention of going there and trying to grab a few goals. It was all about either a nil-nil draw or at worst a one-nil loss, um, which is what what we got. And I think I, I mean I was only in the pub in Hillsborough and it it was it was a tough one to take, but I must admit I would have taken that had you have asked me at three o'clock that afternoon what I'd have fancied. What about you, Stevie? Do you agree? Um, yes, um, I think in the in the in the build up to it, there was always the the sort of the the feeling that we'd gone up there at Christmas and they'd done us by five, and it was a it was a real sort of low point. It was almost like the 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 point at which we needed to go and kick on, wasn't it? It was Sunderland, um, was it Oxford around that time and Shrewsbury? I think we're, we're three defeats um, in and around the same sort of time. And since then, I think we, we, we've kicked on and I know we're talking Sunderland in the playoffs and we've got to save some for the next week. And but I, I do actually think second half of the season, we've been, we've been really good. Um, one of the better sides, if not the best side in the league when we're at it. So were you disappointed then? Did you expect <clears throat> to go in for a few goals? Well, I no, I I I'd done in there, and I think he's he's. I, I don't know if it was a case of damage limitation. I think that's that seems to be the general general consensus, doesn't it? We need to go in there and make sure we don't ship five. We need to go in there and make sure we we stifle them. Um, I I have to be honest with you. Despite everything, I didn't realise what kind of run Sunderland had been on since Alex Neil had gone in because. Um, they were that poor at the end under under Gary Johnson that I thought this will be a team that we can go in and we'll get after them because despite the result, I thought, you know, for the first half an hour or so at Sunderland at Christmas, I didn't think we were that bad until the first, you know, the first goal went in and then we just collapsed but like a deck of cards, didn't we? Um, Friday night, uh, no complaints with the, the setup, no complaints with the team. I know that there was one or two worries around Palmer playing at right wing back rather than Hunt. Um Moore has his plan. He's he's a bit of a tinkerer, and that's that's to his detriment on social media, isn't it? Um, I don't think Palmer did a or great. Or during football goal. matches, Stevie. I mean, let's just say on social media. It, <laughs> let's just send it up to his detriment. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. Um, but no, like to the the original point. If nil nil, I'd have been fine with nil nil. I'd have been happy with nil nil, and come back and you know get him under. Under the lights at Hillsborough would have been absolutely bang on. Uh, one nil wasn't ideal, um, obviously, as as it, it has proved to be the case. But um, yeah, it's it, it 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 wasn't the end of the world when when the whistle went Friday night. Uh, the full time whistle went Friday night. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, give it the context of the goal that we conceded as well. Hutchinson made a made a mistake. He, there was an error there. Uh, he doesn't make that mistake. We don't concede. You can't legislate for what happens after that. You don't know how the game's going to play out. But people will look at that and say, that's the reason we lost the game. And, you know, if, if it comes down to one mistake, it's it's frustrating. But despite their superior performance, it would, other than the mistake on paper, it's nil-nil, isn't it? I mean, John, I'm going to come to you now. So the night before, I think it was, I'd watched the Wickham and MK Dons match. And it was shit. And then I watched this match and it was shit. This whole sort of playoff, these semi-finals have not been a good advert for this league, have they? Um, no, not really. I think <laughs> the, the approach has been a little bit not wanting to win the first leg, but trying not to lose it as well. So there was very much... Um, uh, to be fair, the game at 
Sunderland, I nearly said Suddersfield then because it reminded me of Huddersfield under Carlos. We went there to not concede, not to lose the game and bring them back to Hillsborough and get the job done at Hillsborough. Um, and, and for me, I thought it was another opportunity lost because when you look at how the game flowed at Sunderland, barring the Hutch mistake, I really didn't see Sunderland scoring. I mean, yes, they got totally a lot of possession. Agree. They got a lot of possession and they got a big crowd there, obviously. We're making a lot of noise. But, you know, they weren't really troubling us. I mean, I know that um, the little uh, the little guy, the, the shit Barry Bannon, as they call him, is Pritchard. Pritchard. Pritchard, yeah. He, he hit the bar and that was about as close as they got other than Hutch's mistake. Everything they had, There was a header that maybe could have been on target, but he fluffed his lines there, player. But... Really didn't think they were going to score. So, and, and what was frustrating for me is Barry Bannon didn't even look fit for that game. He didn't look like he was like ready to to, to start <clears> that game. He wasn't his influential self. He was barely getting the ball, and he wasn't. You know, Barry Bannon he chases every last cause, doesn't he? And he wasn't running about much. I think he was just trying to conserve his energy levels for the second leg. And I think it was just an opportunity lost. But still, having said that, to come away only a goal behind, only one nil down. I still fancied us to um, to to beat them in the return leg at Hillsborough, um, but for their you know lying down antics and getting ten minutes injury time, I think we would have done. But um, you know that's how it goes. So I think you know we just it was just an opportunity lost, um, unfortunately, as it as it turned out. I agree I with that, John. Yeah. Sorry, exactly. sorry, Mike. No, I was I was coming to you anyway. Shut up. Oh, right, I'm so- sorry. I was going to say, Ash, obviously, there was, what was it, 44,500 there, the highest ever attendance for a playoff semi-final ever. Just incredible. Um, did the fans, so we talk about this a lot, and we've talked about this with ex-players and whatever, and sometimes there are different players, like your Hutch, who doesn't get it. But did our fans turn on him a little bit after that mistake, or was it still quite a positive atmosphere trying to build them back up again? Um, I, <clears throat> I think with any... With any sort of mis- especially the timing of the mistake as well. I mean, just before half time, um, I think any any sort of mistake that in a in a, in a game of that magnitude, that the the fans aren't obviously going to be happy and the frustration is going to come out on that particular player. Um, but like just to go back to the the like the starting eleven and things like, and and I I echo what John said. He. Darren Moore ripped the page right out of Carlos's coach book, I believe, I think. The 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 mistakes of previous managers in playoffs weren't learned, learnt. And obviously that's not Darren Moore's fault or or anything, but it 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 was it was a spitting image. He Darren Moore did not go to actually even attempt to win that game, I believe. But I know Jack shit, but that's what I I think. He he didn't even and I had no issues with Palmer playing. Um, he, he played him because he was more defensive. And in the first half, Palmer had two or three chances to get a ball in the box. Didn't. And that's that's instructions. That's not Palmer not wanting to or being shit or anything. That's instructions. And there were some a couple of great chances of crosses and he didn't. He comes back, passed it back. Um I thought the same with Johnson, though, to be fair. I felt like Johnson was the same. It was like a weight at the halfway line. Yeah, I think our wing-backs have been one of our better attacking options in in games. And I think think instruction-wise, it was just shackle yourself, just hold back, we'll build. And if something comes, we'll we'll take it, but not push it. 
and obviously hindsight and it it it, it turned out wrong because obviously we didn't go through. So you, I, I think more got it wrong in that. I agree with uh, John again uh, on Bannon. Bannon was not fit, and I I know everyone knows that I'm not his biggest fan, but I would have rather have left him out on that because he was that poor. He, John said he didn't chase anything. It, it his touches were he had a couple of good touches, little flicks and things, but nowhere near as as influential they should have been against a very poor Sunderland side. I've got to say that we we were lucky that Sunderland was so poor because we were as well. So and it made for not a very good game. Whereas if we'd have been another 25, 30%, we'd have been coming away with a win, I believe there. You think I was leading in? Go on. <laughs> What's I going to say? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's a hard one. The, 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 the Bannon one is, is a, it's a podcast in itself, isn't it? Um, I know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I've no dog in the Bannon fight, so to speak, in the sense that I don't revere the bloke. I, I appreciate his talent, and I think he's, you know, he is pivotal to what we've done, what we've got, and what we need to be doing going forward. And I, you know, I think we need to do what we can to to retain him if that's the the situation that we're talking about. But um, I don't think you can lay the blame of that performance. Oh or, no, 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 not no, not, what not was, blaming. What was, no, blaming. No, no, I, I appreciate that. What I was actually going to say was I don't think Bannon stuck out in a negative way in that middle three because I don't think either him, Luongo or Byers um, on Friday night pulled up any trees, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought they were all bang average. Um, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. no argument, I've no argument with what you've said. Um, I, I, I haven't really got an opinion as to whether or not we should have played Bannon. Um, is a, a talismanic yeah. figure. Um, he wasn't fit. I accept that. I know he wasn't. There were times where he was drifting out to left wing and he was staying there. He wasn't chasing down like the... You know, it's a, it's almost a meme or a gif, isn't it, now, where Bannon's little legs are running down Hillsborough as fast as he possibly can. There was never going to be any of that on Friday night. And when you're not getting that in a playoff semi-final from somebody who wears his heart on his sleeve like Bannon does, you know that he's not right. But Bannon, at whatever percentage he was of fitness, I don't think he was necessarily any worse than uh, Luongo and Byers. No, I think you've I think you've written the nail on the head there. Even though, as I said before, he didn't look fit, I think a sixty percent Barry Bannon is still going to be better than putting in like Deli Bashiru or you know um, dropping um, Callum Patterson into midfield or something like that. So I think we had to play him, but I think the fact that he wasn't fit contributed to us not getting a hold of that midfield and, and having a, a more positive game as we would have liked to have had. Now, we talk about Darren Moore a lot, and we talk about, obviously, it would be a bit weird if we did, but we talk about this Mr Nice Guy act and everything else, and I must admit, when when Bannon went down injured in the last match of the season, I did think, is this just a ploy to pretend he's not going to be fit for the playoffs, and then he might be, and then he might not be? Um, and I think, I, I almost feel like, I'm not even coming to a question here, I'm just having a bit of a rant, I almost feel like he shot himself in the foot a bit, because... Alex Neal came out in the press and said, there's no way Bannon's not fit. He's going to play him, blah, blah, blah. And I think Moore had, he was stuck between like a rock and a hard place where he was like, well, either play him at 60% and go, oh, fuck you, Alex. Yeah, all right, he is fit. Or I don't play him. And they're going to be set up for either situation, aren't they? He knows full well. 
And we've talked about this before with, with having that one player in a team where, you know, you're reliant so much on that one player. They absolutely set up to close down Barry Bannon. That was it. And that has been one of the issues that we've had this season with the two or three standout players we've got, with Lee Gregory, with Lee Gregory, with, sorry, I've got really bad ulcers in my mouth, with Lee Gregory, with Bannon, with um, Luongo maybe at some respect, with Hunt. You know, player teams look at that and go, well, they're your key. We talked about it the other week, Ashley, spine of your team, if you like. And if mm. you close them down, you've pretty much nailed it, haven't you? Because the rest of them, let's be honest, are probably quite average without those. If you weigh it up on balancing, Bannon brings it a whole level up, as does Hunt, as does Johnson on his day, as does Luongo for a mile, um, and Gregory. And the others actually probably just, you know, we've always said Palmer's a solid seven week in, week out. Um, and is that did that kind of I, him down a bit? I don't know. I I, I still I still believe, and I, I believe this that Darren Moore sets his team up for the opposition. He doesn't think his team. This is what I believe, and I know nothing. Stevie will know more than, me, but I I think that he sets the team up believing that he's going to play against that team. He's not setting his team up for them to worry about. He's adjusting his team for the opposition. I don't believe he's got enough faith in his team to say, right, or his tactics or how he plays is say, right, I'm going to do it like this. I want to, They need to worry about us rather than I'm going to set up to worry about them. So that look at their team, how I'm going to play. That's why I think he tinkers a little bit um, to try and do that. And I, I would have, Personally, I would have personally probably, but it's all hindsight, isn't it? Because if Bannon had scored a 35 yarder on Friday night, it'd have been, oh, a 50% Bannon scoring that. I should have gone, Bannon's all right. Anything <laughs> like that. Um, but if, but, and we all know that the type of player Bannon is, he, he wants to play every game and he virtually has, apart from Wigan away, I believe, which I think we won 2 1. Um, he probably shouldn't have played. I know, I know, I can say that. Now. If we'd have gone through to the Wembley, it'd be masterstroke, Bannon. But that's that's the benefit we've got at the minute, isn't it? That's the benefit we've got. That and he was that. But but then Stevie says the same. The midfield, I don't know if it was the Sunderland, the way they played, the midfield weren't effective. So it's like, but just because he's injured or carrying a perceived carrying an injury. It, it's it, he will get some obviously some of the stick. Um, I think, but sorry, sorry Steve. No, you're right. No, I was just going to say I, I think there was a definite difference in what you saw. I when when Sunderland came to Hillsborough at the start of the or earlier on in the season, it was one of the first sort of big games, wasn't it? And you get there, and I think if I remember rightly, they actually started quite well for the first five ten minutes. We got oh, an early well, goal. Did we win three 0 that one? 1-3-0. Yeah. We got an early goal and then went on to win at a procession. Um, and I actually think, despite the scoreline, we were better at our place against them than they were at their place against us. If that yeah, makes sense, even though they got the extra, the extra couple so of goals. Totally agree with that, yeah. yeah. Um, under Alex Neal, who, watching him the other night on the sideline. Oh, yeah, absolute arsehole. Um, and I'll say Cut that. from the cloth of Bill Davis. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, 
I, I, there are, there's no getting away from it. They're, they're a different animal than they were uh, at Christmas and certainly earlier in the season. Um, he's getting a different kind of tune out of them, the mentality to mentality that they've got, the way they've set up. Um, I'd seen him earlier in the season. I, I think he was at Rovers. I think Johnson might have still been in, in charge at that point. I looked at Pritchard and thought he's, he's no kind of player. Um, as horrible as he's been over two legs, I thought Pritchard's actually done a good job. Um, against has played really well. Um, he's got them set up right. Uh, it was just a, a, I think that they knew how to cancel out our midfield three, and I think that made it difficult. They stopped the midfield three playing football and stopped them dictating, and that that became an issue. So, you know, whilst we're talking about the ballot, uh, the Bannon situation, and whether or not that should have been something that we uh, we pursued, um, should we have put Della Bashiro in? I don't know. Um, would it have been Bannon? I don't know. Should we have dropped Byers because Byers might have been a little bit light for a game that physical? I don't know. Um, as we said there's earlier, no, there's right. no right or wrong answer, is there? Because obviously it's, it's gone. Right. It's all yeah, yeah. right, isn't it? And we um, won't be having this discussion if we'd have beat Sunderland and we were oh, waiting for oh. Wembley, would we? So it, that's what that's the <laughs> that's the hindsight and the beauty of being football fans and having this opportunity to moan and bitch about it. Yeah. Well, let's get to the crunch point of the game then. So between the two sides, like we've said, I mean, I'm, I've just looked up possession. It was pretty, it was 56-44. They had a lot more shots than us. They had four of which were on target. We had one on target. They had more corners. We gave more fouls, which is exactly what you'd expect from a defensive side, isn't it? There's no, there's no sort of arguing there. All those stats scream defending. Um, but the goal, the goal itself, uh, John, I'll come to you. It was... It was just one of those moments, wasn't it? It had to be a player like Hutch who's been here for in and out for however long and, you know, he's fought so hard. What a mistake. Yeah, it's uncharacteristic of Hutch, isn't it? Because he has been really solid in, when, when he's been in the back four. I think certainly his last, in the second coming of Hutch, if you like, he's been better shoved in that back line than, than he was as a, as a centre midfielder. He was much more rash when he was centre midfielder, got more cars, got sent off more, etc. Uh, and and he'd, he'd done a solid job when he played in the back line for us. Um, but when that ball was played on there, I don't I don't know why for the life of me, he didn't just put it into Rose head in the stands. Uh, but he tried to play a back pass, got out muscle off the ball. And then they even had the look, didn't they? Because like, Peacock Fowl did actually kind of save it, but it just rolls back to their striker and he's, he's able to put it into the empty net. And yeah, I, I don't know if Hutch got any abuse from that. I don't, I've not seen anything like that, but um, he has been a great player for us. And it was, it, was just a, it was just a typical Wednesday way to concede right at the death when you just need to go in. You know they were they were on top. Just get them get get into half time. Hope Darren Moore can have another good half time rollicking like he did the other week and uh, come out second half and you're back foot then. And you don't know if that changes the team talk then and to come out second half and like right, let's just keep it tight now and and get them back to Hillsborough rather than you're still coming back on a level playing field and and trying to go and get yourselves a goal and and bring a lead back to Hillsborough. So it was a pivotal moment in in the first leg. Um, and ultimately, the costas didn't it, over the two as it, as it turned out. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those those things. I mean, if Palmer does that, he's going to get slated, and they're going to run him out of town if Palmer does that. Um, I, I should be there with his pitchfork leading the way. <laughs> but it's Hutch, and you know, I've, I like Hutch, and it was just a, it, it's a bad mistake. It just it just come come at a, a typical Wednesday uh, point in the game in injury time, whether it's first or second half, isn't it? So. 
Yeah. I think the thing is, if that had been a league game, a Tuesday night, mid-season, it wouldn't have really mattered, would it? It was just like you said. I think we all said it before the second leg that between us, really, as much as like, you know, stats are pretty much 50-50 for possession. There was only that between the two sides. There was a really shit mistake of a goal. That was it. we said earlier, didn't we, the 1-0, it wasn't the worst thing. Looking at the form at Hillsborough and looking at how, yeah. how poor Sunderland were at their place as well, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a disaster. It, we have, I, I would imagine a lot of people walking out, people I were talking to, it was like, it, it's happened. It, it was a mistake. Like you say, they had hit the bar and they had a header that the guy should have done a bit better with, but that was it. A mistake from our centre half, uh, which I think the the, the whole defence played pretty well, apart from obviously <laughs> a mistake that cost us, which which is which is harsh. Um, but they didn't. It wasn't like it wasn't a battering one nil. It wasn't we got pasted. Uh, they were lucky. They hit the bar. Peacock Farrell, I think he made one save, and it, it, it half so saved the goal not as well. <laughs> Uh, half, <laughs> half saved the goal as well, um, but yeah, it was it it was one of them evenings. It was yeah we <laughs> lost, but it it could have been nil nil. It was one nil, but we were still confident coming back to Hillsborough. And I yeah, think I that mean, that was the overall. Did you walk away, Ash? Then as Mister Negative, did you walk away from the Stadium of Light thinking we'll fuck them over at Hillsborough? No, no, I did. No, I left the pub no, thinking, no. Oh, fuck it, we'll have them home." No, no, because the only, the the only issue that I had in my head it was they were they were always going to score oh. at Hillsborough, and I I, I I believe that, and obviously they did. Um, it was the fact that, and we'll come to it, obviously that the first 10, 15 minutes weren't as good and as um, as attacking and pacey and everything that I thought we should have done for the first 10, 15 minutes at Hillsborough, but we'll get onto that. Um, but yeah, it weren't the worst thing. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a two a two nil. You like obviously Wickham, uh, LK Don's found out a two nil in the first leg is yeah. is nearing disaster. One nil, yeah. But, John, what did you think when you turned off the TV, threw a brick through the window, and went to bed? Did you think we were gonna we were gonna come back the second leg? Well, I, I was saying to everybody I was speaking to about it that after the. After the final whistle, I, I would I would have took that one nil because the although as I said I don't want to contradict myself I didn't think they were going to score other than the Hutch mistake but they did have a lot of possession and they and they were you know knocking on the door but never quite getting there um, so you know with the rub of the green things could have been a lot worse so I I, I, I were okay with one nil because I thought to be fair we're top scorers in League One at home uh, best record in League One at home. We're going to get a sellout crowd. Let's, um, although in the end, I thought the crowd was a little bit disappointing, which we can go come on to later. But um, yeah, I thought with a full with a full crowd behind us and at home, um, I thought we could do it. I really did. Um, but then, still not surprised that we didn't. So that's the that's that's the way it's like being Wednesday. And you're like, you get all g'd up, and then you get the sucker punch. But you're not you're not always surprised when that sucker punch happens, are you? So. But yeah, I really did think we could do it. But you know, and second, you know, getting back to Hillsborough, I thought we could do it. 30, 30 odd thousand. Let's get it bouncing like we did at Brighton. 
Um, not not too sure about the mobile phone lights again, but well, there you go. We'll get to that. I'm sure I can split the day there. <laughs> but yeah, I thought we could do it, Vic. I really did, but um, no, it wasn't meant to be, unfortunately. Stevie, did you go away feeling positive from that? Yeah. Um, I must admit, I did. I thought, as, as said, it, it was a mistake that Hutch made. Um it almost happened in slow. I don't know about anybody else, but it almost happened in slow motion. The moment that ball looped, it seemed to go over. And, it, and if I remember right, I've not watched it back. I can't. But just my, my recollection at the time was, it's bounced and then skipped, and he's gone to do something that he didn't want to. You know, he, he just it, it almost felt like the ball did something kind of unnatural, and he'd sort of been found out with it. Um, I might be mistaken with that, but it, you, you knew straight away that he was in trouble and it, it just had, kind of played out in slow motion. And you knew from the halfway on that we were in trouble. It was one of those those things where, oh shit, here it comes. And even though Peacock Farrell um, saved the, 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 the initial effort, um, you know, it, it, it was what it was. Just on Asher's point around the defending, I thought, Despite the frustrations, I do actually think everything that they chucked at us, bar one or two sort of efforts, we we dealt with. Um, so with all that being considered and the facts that have been made by everybody here tonight, you know, the, the, the goals we score, the record that we've got at Hillsborough, the atmosphere, we've all been caught up in it over the last sort of, certainly the last three, four months. Um, if we could have got it bouncing like we did at Brighton, then, you know, get a goal. I think the mentality coming out of it was get a goal early. Um, and, and set up and play that expansive football and get after teams like we know that we can at Hillsborough. Um, there was only ever going to be one winner. We interrupt this positivity fest to thank our sponsor, Michael Constantine Wealth Management. Let's get back on with it. And Ash, we went to Hillsborough. We didn't get that early goal. We we It was a better performance by us, wasn't it? But we we waited a long time for that. Yeah, I think. Oh, sorry. No, go on. I think you're you're right there, Vic. It was um, it was a Monday night in daylight at the start, Um, but yeah, it was um, a full full fullish Hillsborough. Not quite full, was it? But fullish, as full as probably can be. Um, And it was, I would. Nervous tension around me. It's suppose, well, I suppose where I was sat in the cop, there was a bit of nervousness. Um, and it wasn't like, like I said a couple of minutes ago, it wasn't the start I was hoping for. I think the fast atom early goal would have, would have been ideal, obviously. And I just don't think, I just don't think we went for it. I know if they score quicker and that makes it doubly hard um, but with the evidence of what Sunderland threw out is on Friday night I wouldn't have really been too worried to start with um, I always thought they'd score but if we'd have got the early goal I think it would have been it would have been a totally different game obviously idiot Ash, but it would have Ash. been Ash what did you make of the lineup? were you happy with the sticking Josh in uh, Hunt coming back in were you okay with all that um, Hunt coming in, um, yes, because I thought he, I, I think the reason why Palmer played on the Friday was because he was a bit more better defensive, uh, and that's the way that I think Moore wanted to play as the points point I made earlier. Hunt coming in, I think he has been 
better than Palmer attacking defensively a bit not as good um, but yeah and Windass I don't know because Windass came on against Sunderland for the last bit and he, he made a couple of good runs but a couple of his passes went astray so I don't think it was 100% actually match came fit. on a lot earlier at Sunderland than you think because I looked at this earlier I was thinking he oh, came on at about 70 minutes he came on at for 56, was it? 56, Did yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, well, um, it was anonymous then, weren't it? Sorry. Yeah, exactly. It feel like <laughs> he came on quite yeah. late, but now we can. Apologies. Yeah. He's yeah. another player that weren't fit over the two legs either. Yeah. I think they were just like at that point they just needed something, didn't they, to try and yeah. turn the tide? I think that's what I'm trying to say. Really, like I think going on Ash's point, absolutely right. If he had started it. 75 maybe 80 minutes I would have probably started him at home but the fact that he played nearly half a match after being out for however long I think that was really poor decision making um and I, I obviously my Joshua I love him forever we saw his mum on Saturday on Monday didn't we Stevie um but yeah for me I think that was a bad decision um I think he, he he's got more impact with the with the short amount of fitness that he has, I think he's got more impact coming on at 70 minutes, something like that. Um, but yeah, he came on a lot earlier than you think at Sunderland because I, I saw that tonight and I thought, yeah, actually, why on earth did he start him? Um, so stats it, at home... Just on that though, Vic, just just as a quick point, we talk about more and being damned if he doesn't, he's damned if he doesn't or vice versa. If we'd have left it to 70 minutes, we'd all be sitting here now going, why don't you bring him on after 55, 56 minutes? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Well, even then, but don't start him. I don't think you should have started him. I think. I don't think Berahino did anything wrong on no. Friday night against Sunderland. He, he made some good runs. It just weren't, it just didn't have the opportunity. And that same with Gregory. Gregory was pretty quiet as well Friday, but it, just, it was just a game. Um, and I... I don't think he, he did anything wrong to not start on Monday. Yep. Uh, it's just obviously the way Moore wanted to wanted to go at it. And obviously, whatever he did is wrong because we're not through. So I think a lot of people it, expect it. it to be a positive start and start Windass, yes. start Hunt, all this. And actually, when you look at it, like Windass had just played because obviously we had extra time at the stadium alike as well. He played a full half of football. And he's not fit. He's not there yet. And I think it was a big risk. But just looking at stats, um, possession 50-50, bang on. Shots, we had 13 to their nine. Both had three on target. We had seven corners. It felt like a lot more than that. <laughs> I felt like we had one every two minutes. Maybe that's because we were switching up who took them for once. Uh, 14 fouls to 10, so nothing major there. Obviously, first half was... All right. I mean, we had a few chances. We tickled them a little bit and we went forward, but there was just no end product, wasn't Stevie? Um, no, I thought I thought we we started. It was a it was a typical cagey affair, wasn't it? But once once the game settled, and you know, you could tell that there were a lot of nerves and tension out there. Once the game settled, I think we had the better of the opportunities in the first half without actually really laying a glove on them. Um, I think there were. There was the Byers one, wasn't there? the overhead kick? Yeah. There were a couple more, um, but I never had a had a real feeling that we were we were gonna. It didn't feel like we were gonna score that early goal. Um, it was almost like there was too much at stake. Um, I had it in my head we were gonna score in the first twenty minutes. I just and I, I knew that first twenty minutes. In my, I say I knew. I obviously didn't. So it wasn't right. But in my head, that first twenty minutes was so crucial to that match. 
and as yeah. it stood, it just drifted along, didn't it? It was just yeah. so I, I, I agree with you, Vic, there. Uh, that's what I said. I said the first tw- fast start for a goal in the first 20, and it's obviously it's a different game than what we had. Uh, and we, we, all, we all felt that. We all felt that, didn't we? We all mm-hmm. felt that if we get that first that first goal, like we did when they came up in the league, you know, the first goal gets everybody out of the seats. We'll talk about the atmosphere in a minute um, or two in, in terms of lights. Whatever you take all of that shit away, um, the way that the fans got behind the, uh, the the team after we'd scored the goal. If we'd have done that in the first minute, you know, as as you know, I sit behind um, the dugout or have done this season. Um, they were rattled when the goal went in. They were rattled. Um, Neil was he, he'd done a decent enough job of trying to calm them down, but you could see that they weren't right. And every decision as the game went on, and we got on top after that sort of, um, you know, the certainly in the second half. And I know I'm jumping forward a little bit. They started that gamesmanship, and it became a very very shitty game of football to watch. You know what? Which helped by that, the ref. Helped yeah. by the ref. I was going to say, I think that's actually being far too fair on Sunderland. (laughs) I would say that they wasted time from the first minute the other night. And I thought that, like I said earlier to John, that is not a good advert for this league of football. And we've seen it with Wickham time and time again. We saw it with Wigan even. And now with Sunderland, they're just, oh. It's going to be. What what do the officials do about it? And I'll tell you what, I know we're not recording or uh, sort of video tonight, but. You'll see a referee, he'll blow his whistle, he'll point, he'll put his hand in the air, um, he'll wave them on. There, there are no sanctions, there's no consequences, no yellow carding or anything like that. The the the, the throw-ins that were being, re- when the ball was being re- recycled from throw-ins, the goal kicks, reset. Um, they took Goal the- kicks, he was bouncing that ball. They like took the piss. Mm-hmm. He took the piss. And the referee's blowing the whistle and we were getting on, not the fans, but the players were getting on at the referee and saying, do something about this. And he did nothing. You know what? If if I do something, sorry, Vic, if I do something and somebody doesn't tell me not to do it and I want to do it, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But those are the kind of games that I think, all right, you let them maybe get away with five. You know the situation. You know it's a playoff semi-final. Second leg, they're winning. I think after that one, I think the goalkeeper especially, because the bouncing of the ball was taking the piss and he was doing it up and down the bloody touchline, like ridiculous. I think you've got to you've got to show a card because otherwise you're just dragging this match out. And I know we've had a lot of their fans coming back on Twitter saying that, you know, the injury time goal was because of Hutch again. Um, but for me, it was just a total, it was embarrassing. And I just, I feel like, it, we talk about it a lot with you know players diving with time wasting stuff like that. For me, that's not winning properly, and that wouldn't that wouldn't make me feel good to win like that. I think obviously they do feel good because they they won and they're off to Wembley. But for me, that's not that's not what the sport's about, and that that's just a waste of time. Um, but yeah, so all right, we'll go the, on to. The, sorry, the way the way that you could think of that is it each half thirty minutes. And as soon as the ball goes dead, you stop the clock. Then you play on. There's a yeah, there's a couple of a couple of instances that 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 would eradicate. Well, it, it would just the whole, if you want to call it gamesmanship, um, that some teams have was it Wimbledon at home? And we scored two in the last like five minutes or something. Yeah. Was it I, I think it was Wimbledon, so forgive me, but they Wimbledon. scored. 
they scored and then that was it. As soon as they scored, they were on the deck. They yeah. were taking time with throw-ins, like pretending to take throw-in and leaving it for the mate to come and pick it up and and, and stuff like that. And then obviously we scored to it were a bit of shithousing from us. Um, but stuff like that, yeah, I'd, I've, I don't, I know we moan about it because obviously it's impacted us and we haven't gone through to the final. So we're going to moan if we'd have won that game, we wouldn't go on about it as much. So we are a bit um, blue and white tinted specks. But yeah, the whole. It still pissed me off. It just felt like a waste of time, literally. It was just frustrating. Mm. It's a momentum killer. Yeah, and as somebody who's paid to watch a football match, I don't want to see Pritchard and Gooch deciding who's going to take a throw-in for 10 minutes. I just throw the ball. Um, looking at this as well, we took three bookings to their two, which I think says a lot for a team that... Yeah, anyway. It, it one was, of the, theirs the, was for the, celebration, wasn't it? The offici- yeah, the officiating was absolute diabolical. And there was yeah. a couple of instances we got corners that weren't corners in, you know, where I sit in the, like on, on the cop in the corner there, uh, you could blatantly see it was, we knocked it out and they gave it to a corner to us. And I know that's been on the, on our side, so I shouldn't know, but it's just, just trying to give a broad thing of the officiating was, what was a piss take. There were a, a few a penalty a shouts take. on both sides as well that I think any of those that- could have gone. The Windass one, I believe, was Stonewall. I think that was a. He made no attempt to go for the ball, play the ball. Is that the Leppings Lane one, Ash? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Anywhere yeah. else, I, I, I did watch the two-minute Sky one for, for for the other night. The the the, the, the sort of highlight package. And I've looked at that again um, through my fingers like that. Um, yeah. Hundred percent. If that's anywhere else on the pitch, that's a foul. Yeah. One hundred. No intention of playing the ball. He's fallen into Windass and then covered the ball with his arm. He's 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 got it under his armpit. Nailed on penalty. Yeah, the officiating. Let's cheer it up a little bit because we had a few moments of fun, didn't we? The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lee Gregory, aka was an electrician this time fifteen years ago. Now scoring goals in the playoff semi-final of Sheffield Wednesday. What the hell? Great goal. Well taken. Got you alive, didn't it, Ash? Uh, absolute. And this is going to surprise you. A worldy of a through ball for Bannon for Johnson. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, hey, no, no, hey, you can't. I, I don't, I don't mind. See, this is where I think I can give shit, but I can also say it was. There's no other word for it. It was a, a great. It was. It was a great pass. Vision. Wait, it was perfect pass for him to run onto, and it it made it an easy cross for him. The hardest bit was for Gregory just to to get on the end of it. I mean, it the the goal itself was just it was perfect in in a sense of build up, finish, um, and I think it was it was the only what I can recall. It was Gregory's only and. Best chance of the night. Clear cut chance. I can't remember. He had he had uh, another well worked, good opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm I'm going back in my head now, and I'm trying to think yeah. of the opportunities that he's had, and yeah. I can't. But that's yeah. not to say that I don't think he played well. Uh, he didn't. No, no, no. Well, no. I think I, you know he was he was his hold up play, his general. 
Yeah, he, he, he was, he was quiet Friday. I think he ran himself into the ground on Friday night, to be honest with you, with, with very little sort of impact on Tuesday, uh, sorry, Monday night, as it was. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was a similar sort of story. I think he came out with probably, for me, he was probably our man of the match. Um, I, I think he ran, he ran his bollocks off. He worked, he worked really hard. Um, he put himself about the things that you see on TV, and this isn't me saying I know everything about football, but you, TV and stadium football are two different things, aren't they? So you see, you see the runs that you can see on your screen, you can see the little bits, but when you're sat at Hillsborough, or you're sat in a ground wow. and you see, you, you, you see um, mm. the way that Peacock, uh, sorry, the way that Gregory gets his body into position, he does things that I don't think people appreciate that he does in terms of. He's got a velcro on his chest, doesn't he? Yeah. The ball. Oh yeah, yeah. Human, the guy is a human his chest magnet. is about four miles wide as well, doesn't it? What an absolute monster! He's the magnet. Uh, do you know what? And they're, 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 they were absolute units in the back three, and I'm looking at, I'm thinking. Pato won't get anywhere near this. And we talked about Berrino not doing a great deal wrong. I think Berrino would have found it difficult Monday night because of the sheer size of mm. their back three. And I understand why um, he's set up because Berrino, as he was getting fitter, has been a little bit more dynamic in terms of putting himself about. But I still think, in, despite everything that he's done this year, Berrino can be a little bit lightweight. Um, I've no sort of opinion on that in terms of, of Windass because I think Windass is a bit more sort of influential when he's uh, fit and firing. But he was he uh, dropped a lot deeper into Windass. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's always said he's not a striker, and yeah. I think that's he's always said that all season. And he did. Yeah. It did drop, and he didn't run the channels and things that Berahino would have done. Fair I think point. totally totally different players. The way they play, totally different. So you can see why. Probably more went with Windass rather than Berahino, um, and the the way they're playing. But so uh, the going back to Gregory, Gregory's um, his awareness, his touch uh, as the ball's coming into him, it, it was great. But some of the defending against him was criminal. Oh my goodness! It, it was. It, I don't know how he must have come. I mean, he must have come off that pitch Monday night, got into showers black and blue. Yeah. Some some of the. Uh, Absolutely, it was at it one was, point it looked like Roddle and Emu, didn't it? As if it was something that much on his back, yeah, like running to the sidelines. He just getting clattered by Bart and, uh, and that other centre half of theirs. Um, so much so, I'm like, why are we still doing this? Because they're just mauling him every time he put ball up to him. He were winning about one out of every ten attempts, weren't he? But then yeah. that that were credit to Lee Gregory because uh, he shouldn't have been winning any really. The, the balls were putting up to him, but he somehow managed to. Have some limited success with it, um, but most for the most part, they were, like you said, they were just clattering all over and leaning on him and everything, weren't they? Yeah. Well, there has to be a negative side to this wonder goal in front of the cop in the playoff semi-final. It suddenly turned into a little mixed concert, didn't it? And we oh, all God. said, "Let's not do that." Um, do you know what? If we're five nil up, if we're three nil up at that point, all right, I'll let you off. I had to, I had to grab the footballer's hand. Don't, don't. But it's fun. No. Don't, don't, it's Vic. It's It's embarrassing. It was good it. against Brighton because we knew we were going through. It was embarrassing against Huddersfield because Jordan Rose couldn't be asked to take a penalty. It was embarrassing the other night because we were only drawing one all. <laughs> yeah. All right, that, we were winning, but we weren't winning. <laughs> like, come on. So, obviously, you you may have seen my tweet that went out the other day. 
So I, I, I put I put this tweet out because exactly that, Vic. I have no issue with people doing it. It's, well, I do. No, sorry, I do. Um, I, you know. I, exactly. I get the point people came back with, with, oh, don't be so grumpy. Obviously, they don't listen to us. Um, <laughs> don't think, oh, my my 13-year-old boy did it. My, my daughter did it. Like, why are you depriving seven-year-olds? I get that point. I really do, because I'm all for getting younger generation coming to Hillsborough, like my lads, like Stevie's daughter, like any any youngsters coming and, and seeing Hillsborough and, and being put through a lifetime of misery, I'm all for it. Um, but my, my point is, is that it was one all in aggregate against a, a, a dangerous team in Sunderland. I get that we scored, everyone's happy, but we needed to score again. And then it was and uh, the worst thing. And I'm going to get slated. It's only a one nil. It's only a one goal lead. Do you know it, what I mean? It was, it was the whole thing. Yes, the euphoria. We scored at home. Like, it was dark. It was 30,000 Wednesdayites. It was the emotion, the, the playoff semi-final. But it's just a fucking one-all draw. We needed another one. And then the song starts. And I'm going to get, so, I'm gonna get so much shit. Please for kill this. that song, somebody. The song, the song that let thousands down. I hate it. We're on I our way. It. We're on our way to extra fucking time. Yeah. We're not on our way anywhere. But, oh no, we got the score. Exactly. I'm going to stop now because we're going off the point of the the match and the game and everything. But <laughs> but I'm I it was it was like I just sat there. Right? I just sat there. I did, a lot of people stood up. Uh, I was sat there. I just like got me a ud up. I was like I must look like the most miserable bloke sat on the cop. But I just some in me, not even in my heart, in my arsehole, I knew it. I knew they were going to score. And what happened, and I'm going to say it. We don't learn, though, do we? We don't learn. We, we started. We fucking bounced the day that we scored against Sheffield United. Exactly, and that, that happened again. If you it, don't bounce or whatever it is, I hate that song as well. And then they scored. Yeah. And then, we, that were it. We were asses to the wall and trying everything, weren't we? Trying to, to reclaim that back and... It's almost like there's some like football gods out there and they're like saying, oh, they think they've won, do they? We'll show them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that's called I the mean, 11 on the pitch switching there. off. <laughs> I think as well, you know, we need to go back again to the man of the moment, unfortunately, Mr. Hutchinson, um, took a bit of a knock and it looked, it didn't look as bad as it was from where we were sat because he seemed to jump straight back up and try and carry on playing. But then someone stopped him and kind of sat him down and he'd just gone completely. Stevie, you would have been a lot closer. Obviously, Ash was probably a bit closer, but you yeah, will have seen yeah. him coming off on the stretcher and, you know, what what happened there? Because I went for a wee. He didn't come off on the stretcher. They, they put the stretcher. No. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I went for a wee. Yeah, what yeah, what, yeah. what um, affection is it called? The Alman Abdi suite in the cop. But he got He'd gone down and then he got back up and he tried moving and his legs were just jelly. Um, 
And that's not anything that I saw close up. That, that, that was just what we saw. And I think Ash was probably was. Closer, closer at that point. But he'd, he'd actually tried to carry on. He so did, he yeah. Him down, you could see him signaling. You knew it wasn't right. And the signal had come straight away that they were going to change it. And he, there was a bit of a, a sort of a delay. Um, the stretcher went onto the pitch. And he's clearly said, I'll tell you what, there's no way you're stretching <laughs> off this pitch. That's his mentality. And I've yep. seen that. And, you know, you know the, the old school footballer, um, well, you know, the hard man footballer will say, there's no way I'm, I'm, I'm getting stretched off. He was lent off the pitch, if you like. He moved his yeah. leg, but he was held all the way off. First thing he's done, I'm, I'm assuming it's his family, he's given him a wave to make sure that they know that he was all right. But he, he could have been anyone. He could have been anywhere on, on when that happened. He was, he was miles out of it. Yeah, when it first when it first happened. Oh, sorry, Sibek did it. Uh, gosh, back when he was playing for us, and I remember he turned around. I can't remember who the captain was at the time. Was it Whelan? And apparently, he'd like tried to carry on playing for a bit, and he turned around and went, "Hey, where am I?" And they were like, "Don't get off this pitch." It was joking aside. It was actually quite worrying to watch yeah. the fact that you know that he was trying to move, and you could see him leaning into the physio and. You know, he, he didn't look right at all. And, you know, thank, thankfully, he managed to get off the pitch. He's managed to signal that he was, he thought he was all right. They're, I think they're talking about he, he did the concussion uh, protocols and what have you over the last couple of days. I've not heard anything as an outcome of those, but um, hopefully, you know, we're, what are we now? 72 hours on or whatever it is. Hopefully he's feeling something like, uh, you know, a, a little bit better. Uh, and yeah. I wish it's it's weekend, it got... Right? Yeah, he, he, when it happened, he like he, he were on the floor. He got up, and then he were on all fours. Yeah. Um, and he like crawled on all fours for a couple, and then sat down. And then he got up, and he it looked like he just had twenty Jager bombs or something. You know, he got up, and he was he was well gone. Yeah. Should I say like he'd just been hit? Got up off of the knockdown. You know, jelly legs. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, brought the stretcher on. Now, am my foot getting off on that? <laughs> the typical what I would imagine the typical response from Hutchinson would have been um, uh, and then we can go on to his replacement so yeah, I thought like you guys when, I, when 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 they put the bandage on I thought this is it now Teddy Butcher Mark 2 he's going to come on he's going <laughs> to score a winning goal blood all down his shirt and now this is Hutchinson's a moment but he just couldn't continue could he so. you know what I genuinely thought as well because in the first leg and I'm jumping back a bit here but in the first leg when he fucked up I remember saying to someone outside the pub like we're all kind of like congregated outside as you did I remember, I remember saying to somebody this is the game that Hutch turns it round these are the games actually that he gets a goal and unfortunately, obviously, he didn't. But like you said, maybe the other night could have ended up being the butcher situation and he gets that last-minute goal and, you know, bullet header because it's fortunate. Of course, it'd be a header. Um, but it wasn't to be, was it? So we then moved into, I think it was the sixth minute of extra time. Oh, according to the BBC, it was the fourth minute of extra time. Oh, I don't believe yeah. that for one minute. Um, pretty standard goal to concede wasn't it Ash? awful awful goal to concede <laughs> yeah i don't know wait i don't know where you can you, you can start anywhere with it can't you nathaniel you can mendez start, lang you can start <laughs> with mendez lang you can finish yeah. with palmer can't you i mean it was just defending was just unfortunately it was just not of the standard that we saw of sunderland away and the first half um switched off um coasting um 
knackered, long season. I, I don't know. The, I don't know what the explanation is. Um, it was yeah, it was abysmal. It really was. And and but we've seen that defending, haven't we, a few times over the season. So there's, it's not anything new. It's not. It's it's not a surprise, no. really. If you look at it, um, it's just very very disappointing. Again, it's another one of those things that we've said, isn't it? With you know, we've got a great back back three, five, whatever you want to call them, and we've got a great midfield and we've got two great strikers. But if they had that little bit extra and they didn't have those mistakes in them, they wouldn't be playing in this league. And I think that that was key on Monday night. I think that just showed that. There, there is a reason why we're in League One. Maybe there's a few players who probably shouldn't be individually, but as a team, those kind of mistakes and those kind of cock-ups in such a big match. I mean, Stevie, will you take that? Will you walk away? I know it still hurts. It hurts. It really, really fucking hurts. Um, not going to travel to London to watch us disappear at Wembley again. Do you, do you think it's easier this way? Is it... I mean, obviously, next season we want automatic. I'm sure we'll talk about that next week when we do a, a full season roundup. But is there any consolation to be taken from this absolute shit show of a weekend? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No. Um, you know, I, I won't bang on about my little one. Um, she was really looking forward to going to London. Um you know, those sorts of that was actually the first thing she said to me tonight. So when she came on webcam earlier, she was like, "We're not going to London anymore." <laughs> you can so, still take her, Stevie. You tight sod. <laughs> I could see Lion King. Cost yeah. me a bloody arm and a leg. Take her to Potter Studios. Yeah. Um, no, look, we, 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 anybody that says it's better this way, in my opinion, is just sort of. The, 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 you get to Wembley, you get, you give, you've got ninety minutes. We need to get over the fact that, you know, what happened a couple of years ago, five, six years ago, as it is now, against Hull happened. Um, I'd, have, I'd have bit anybody's hand off to to play Wickham, and I said all along, I'd, the, the, the winner. I think Sunderland will go up. I do. I think they'll, they'll do it. Um, the impartial sort so of not another sodding documentary on it. Jeez. Oh crap. The the, the non-Sheffield Wednesday fan in me is yeah, good luck to you. You've been down here for a while, you know, you've you've done your, you've done what you need to do. But in the next breath, I also think nobody's got a divine right to get out of it. I'm impartial because I I'm oh, sorry, I'm partial because I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan. I'm a Wednesday supporter. My worry is that, you know, I want to get out of this league as quickly as possible. Um there's lots to be discussed next week and I'm actually looking forward to doing it. But for, for, from my personal point of view, I'd have rather have gone to Wembley, given it a, given it a go, seeing how the, you know, where, where the land lied, land lay. And um, yeah. Ash? Um, it's a hard one. Everyone's going to have their own opinions on it. But I would, I would more, have preferred to go to Wembley and battled it out on a, a against Wickham on a much bigger pitch, which would not suit their sort of shit housing play like we saw at Wickham, uh, and just and used our wing backs at a go at them where they were in, in a lot of green open space um, with as many Wednesday fans there as possible, um, then go out 
and I'm going to say it a bit of a whimper over the two legs. Four shots on target in 200 minutes of football, not not good enough for me. And we'll get on to it next next week. Um, not good enough. Um, so I would have I would have preferred to go to Wembley and lost it again. Uh, I prefer to keep my money in my pocket as well, which I'm tight Yorkshireman, so that's that's all right. Save me um, a fortune. Save me a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a thousand yeah, pound I, refund last night from all our chopping hotel room. So yeah, so you were just well, looking forward to booking a better hotel this time. Oh, no, bloody awesome! Well, we've got Travel Lodge Covent Garden this time. We we're laughing. Didn't, didn't even book. I was that confident. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. John, when we look at, I mean, we've, we're all going to watch the final, aren't we? I mean, I watch it anyway. I got oh, some. No, I'm Oh, he's not. All right, fine, whatever. But wouldn't you rather Sunderland go up to give us maybe a better chance next season? Because, like Stevie said, you know, they are a huge club. They've been down there a long time. They're scraping, chomping at the bit to get out of there. You know, Netflix is yeah. all over the arse. <laughs> all right. Um, it's, yeah, it's I mean, an opportunity for us. It wipes one out, doesn't it? I can see where you're coming from with that. And, and my fear was actually drawing Sunderland in the final. Um, yeah. So when we got them over two legs, I was I was much happier because I thought it, over two legs gives us a, a a better chance to have a bit of a dodgy result and come back and try and win at Hillsborough. Obviously, it didn't work. Um, for the neutrals, it's a shame it wasn't a Wednesday-Sunderland final. I said this on the previous podcast, but that would have been 90,000 easily, uh, which would have been incredible for two, two third-division teams to take that level of support to Wembley. Um, the, as for them coming up on, and I, I think about this and I think, well, you know, yeah, they're a huge club and they've been down here a while and sooner or later they're going to go up. Is it better that it's, they get, we get them out of the way? I'm not so sure because every time you think you're going to get a weak league, I mean, look at it this season. It's been one of the strongest league ones that there's ever been. 85 points when they got fourth. I think in previous season you may, you may have gone you may have gone up uh, and second um, with, with that amount of points. So you just can never tell. I mean, it, you don't know how Ipswich are going to be next season. Bolton, you don't know if Derby's going to get and this new owner's going to come through and and they've got some good young players anyway. Derby, I mean, they've had some. So you just them? never know. Well, they are, um, I don't. Well, it's Rooney at, at the moment, isn't oh, it? But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if he'll stick around. It remains to be seen on the ownership. But you always think that one particular season might have an easier set of fixtures and, and, and not some stronger teams as other seasons. And and there's always something that comes and surprises you. Oxford only just missed out, didn't they? Plymouth only just missed out. You know, It'll be strong no matter what next season, regardless of whether Sunderland are in or not. But because of the sheer size of the club and, and the support, um, it does come to the fore when they get those big knockout games and you, get, you have to go up in front of 45,000. So... Take him or leave him. I don't think it'll make much of a difference if I'm honest. No, I'd I'd agree with that, John. I think I think some of the result and we'll we'll probably cover it all in, in a greater deal, but some of the results we've had against the perceived lesser teams this season, I think's cost us a good chance for automatic. So I don't think it doesn't matter who, because we beat Sunderland at home, 3-0, great result, but we also lost both ties against Oxford. We lost Shrewsbury. We drew against Gillingham. Um, yes, his home form was outstanding, really good. I don't think it matters who we play. It's it, like John says. It's it's been a really, a really tough league this season. Um, with the like say eighty five points, 
I don't, I, I'm not bothered. Um, like I say, I'm not going to watch the final. It's not got Sheffield Wednesday and I don't give two shits. Um, and it doesn't... It's so weird how people said that. I watch Altme. <laughs> I watch Singapore you've as obviously, well. You, you, you are obviously got a lot more free time. Well, no, but... Just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not even bothered about Premier League, Champions League, uh, all that shit. I'm, I'm not bothered. But like, like I said, I don't think it matters who's going to be who's going to come up from League Two or who's going to come down from Championship. It's going to be hard again. They say it's hard league to get out of, and it's proven that, isn't it? So, I think the, the just the the bigger or a couple of points on that. The bigger picture is for all the teams that we're talking about, and it's not one to discuss tonight because I know that we've got a, a season end to do. We're really um, building this episode up. It'll end up just being me because no one else will be able to say it. But the reality is there's there's going to be a lot of conversation to be had on podcasts, on socials, and you know, on on the the you know the the the, the Shepherd Wednesday press, if you like, around player retention, players moving on. We are going to start next season with a vastly different squad to the one that's finished it. Um and I I, I just a worrying feeling that there's I'm not so bothered about the lone players. I'll, I'll call that now, and I don't want to say too much. But um, there are there are certain players that are out of contract. There are certain players that are making noises that I think we need to make sure that whatever happens, regardless of the teams that are here, we the the, the biggest thing that we can do is get our recruitment right this summer and our retention right because we'll hopefully all being well, we'll keep some players that have have clearly stayed this season because they thought we were going to go straight back up without mentioning names. Um, go back to the point that Vic's just made about a tough league getting out of. We, If I remember rightly, 2005 and 2012, we never, we didn't bounce back straight away either time, did we? No. But we've done a, we've done a season in League One and then gone back up. So if, if we're true to form, you know, and thing, all things being equal, next year's the year, isn't it? Uh, next year's, if you like, and that's the trend, isn't it? Yeah. I can I can remember a, a, a podcast that we were on maybe two or three months ago where me and Dan had sort of ten fifteen minutes opposing each other, uh, and anything but promotion from Dan's point of view was uh, a failure. Whereas you know, I I, I said, I said at yeah, the time, it, it has we, been. Yeah, if, if we could, if we can take it, and we guarantee that we win the league next year, then in the big picture, is that a problem? I'll call it. Is it a problem going up next year? If we win the league well, at Canter next year, I'm not saying we will. If we win the league at Canter next year, we'll sit here in, in 52 weeks' time and go, fucking Sunderland, who gives a shit? Yeah, of course we will. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because for me, I think, you know, this time, we've gone up, five, six years ago, we were 90 minutes from the Premier League. And now we're talking about, oh, well, maybe next season we'll get out of League One. That, that's a absolute stratospheric... Sheffield Wednesdaying, isn't it? It's, it's, it's Wednesday. Yep. It's mismanagement of our club, and you know we've talked about this since that point. We, the 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 embargoes, the point deduction, um, Chancery. I'm still waiting for my D taxi. There's energy drinks that are involved. There's businesses that exist and don't exist. We've sold the club that uh, we've sold the ground that doesn't exist uh, the, to to a, a business that I don't think exists anymore, or whatever else it is. I'm you know I'm too far gone with it with all of that, but. There are things that haven't been right with our club. There are things that aren't right with our club. Um, and we need to look at balancing our expectations on the pitch with main, making sure that we've still got a club to support. Um, yeah, yeah, but I don't think another season in League One 
is going to help that. If we'd have gone championship with that, yeah, that would have helped money-wise. Off the of course, size. Ash, listen, mate, of course it would. Absolutely, of course it would. I didn't want to stay down. I wanted to go up. I didn't want to go to Wembley. I wanted to win the league this year. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We all did. We absolutely all did. But hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take the... I'm trying to be glass half full rather than empty. If we can get promotion next season, and the, it will mean that the club is more stable. It, it will mean that whether it be more or we get rid of more because he lost five games in the first two months or whatever it is, and we get somebody else in that gets the club up. I can't wait for this season coming. Jesus. I, just, I, I have a opinion. You say it every year that, though, don't I have a well, opinion. You've got your crystal week. ball out tonight. Just <laughs> being hell. Well, save, um, save it for next week. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, as you guys were saying, and uh, again, if if just, you know, I'm on on the, the next day end of season wrap or whatever talk more about it but I think there's two sets of Wednesday fans just to briefly like sort of summarise it and I think there's the there's the over 35s that have kind of been institutionalised to failure so now we just ex, we just get the uh, we, we get well, we, well let's, it's okay let's hope we'll have a good season in League One next season and go up you know and we, we've kind of been beat down over the years just because of the failure um, obviously, we can expand on that more on, on, on your next podcast or whatever. But And then there's the younger ones who have not known anything else and they're just desperate for the club to do well. And so they're, they're, the, they're kind of more of the optimists, whereas we're kind of the more of the apathists, aren't we? The, uh, of a certain uh, uh, age and culture of uh, being a Wednesday fan. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, even Barry Bannon said it himself, didn't it, in his own words, things have progressed, but they haven't progressed quickly enough. Now, whether that's just as um, Steve said earlier about um, some of the players wanting to stick around because they thought we were going to go up or not. That's probably one to chew on as well for, for, for the next uh, podcast. Yeah, well, right, kids. We're setting this up, aren't we, Vic? I was going to say, if that's not wetted your <laughs> oh appetite... To... If that's not so, spurred yeah. on to listen next week, see what I did there? Arsenal like WikiLeaks. All, tw- <laughs> all, all 12 of you, get it in your diary. Yeah. Mom, if you're listening, record yeah. it. <laughs> right, kids. <Queen> Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back next week, hopefully with a certain fudge, because he's a, again in America doing fudge things. But on the plus side, he hasn't been in the gym. So we haven't had to see any photos of his biceps for at least a week now, which has been lovely. Anyway, we will see you next week. And thank you for listening. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. If you want to get in touch about the show next week and give us your thoughts, tweet us at TWWcast. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hold up. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.